similarities to what you have is oh yeah there you go that's the updated version Mm -hmm. but you could see that the snappiness of the kaleidoscape in comparison you know oh yeah 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 and that's i remember the first time i got my uh when i talked to you when i got my zapiti and you were like okay you were pulling up your menu and it took a little while to come up and then yeah, I was like, oh, mine's already up. And I only had like five movies in there. Right, right. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, wait till you get a few more. If you get a few more, and then it yeah. takes a little longer to load. But the new one is a little bit better with that, but still not not the, not the kaleidoscape when it comes to loading these posters up, you know? Right, right. Um, So this, uh, I, I don't even know where to start. This is our first ever in-person Takeover Tuesday. Yeah. Thank you for having me down. Oh, my pleasure, this, man. This is this is fun. This, yeah. you, you were my first ever Takeover Tuesday guest. There you go. And now your first uh first in live in person sitting in your theater. Uh it's uh, it, um I didn't get to see your New Jersey theater. Which one do you like better? Um they both have their own their their own characteristics. I like both of them, but um, it's nice to be in the basement. I was on the second level on the other in the other home theater in Jersey. Yeah. So down here, it's it's uh it's a lot quieter, mm-hmm. and with all the ins- you know all the insulation of all the panels that I put in and 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 the small amount of um of of sound dampering, it just it's just like pretty dead silent down here. I don't know if you agree. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, like you said, when we first walked in the room, you can hear the difference. It's like you can hear the deadening of the sound in the room. You have great, you know, great room treatments in here. Um, and there's no exterior noise. And it's, I mean, it's an amazing, it's an amazing experience before you even turn the thing on. <laughs> right, like, right. You're, you're like, you're giving me the presentation and your lobby and the, what you've got going on out there. Just as you're coming in the double door before you even come in the double doors in the back. And I, it's, yeah, it's, I can't wait to come back. And like I said to you before, I'm like, we got to do an, an HT tours. And if, an, if Ara can come out, it'd be great. If not, I got to get my son to come with me so he can film us while we walk and talk. Right. Right. Um, but that was like, I, I came down here with the purpose of recording this, doing a Takeover Tuesday. But when we started doing scenes, I'm like, I, should I just abandon that and we'll just sit here for a few hours <laughs> watch scenes? Because yeah. it is a great, I mean, it is a great experience. It's a great theater. Yeah. Uh, you, you've done a great job. Um, Thank you. L- let me ask you, what do you miss from the other theater that you don't have here? Um, nothing. <laughs> nothing. It's because... I had to change my front speakers because the speakers that I had before were really large towers. Um, so it wouldn't accommodate um, the room here now. Okay. Um, but um, your other room was bigger? It was, um, no, the screen was only 100 inches. So I had 
more room on the side. Oh, okay, I see. You know, so this is like having a 120-inch 16.9, so it's, yeah. it's wider. So I had to get a smaller speaker to accommodate the screen size. Um, but I kept the, the line the same. You know, I have Van Steen Audio, and I kept that line the same. So I have um, their newer models, which are called the uh, Van Steen Trio CTs, and they're a smaller, um, a smaller tower speaker, mm-hmm. but um, a, uh, I would say an improvement in a lot of ways. But the the um, the larger tower gave me better bass um, when they were in just in stereo without me using the subwoofers. So okay. when I, I listened to stereo music. I just listened to my f- two front channels with the preamp, and um, and those speakers I had before they were the three A signatures. The bass response was a little bit better on those. Not that these lacked much, but they were a little bit better with the bass. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. The bass in here was really nice for those scenes. We did, of course, we opened with Star Wars. You asked me, what What do you want to do? And I'm like, well, we got to do that. Of course. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. You have to have Star Wars. I think you and I have talked about Star Wars. I mean, every time we talk, we talk about a Star Wars, A New Hope, and mm-hmm. it's uh it's the staple it's what got us going so we had to start with that and it did it sounded amazing um it looked absolutely amazing oh. with your and now you have like we said you have the nx9 that's correct, correct. yeah the jvc nx9 mm-hmm. and yeah it's it, it is really nice really bright and you were saying that you you are at a hundred nits i'm at a, about a hundred and 102 to 105 nits um, after calibration. And um, and then for SDR, I get about 17, closer to 18-foot Lamberts. Um, but I'm very, uh, the, the iris is really like at minus 5 on the projector for HDR and about minus 10 for SDR. So there's still enough. I could get more output if I wanted to, but then you'll compromise the black level by opening up that iris oh yeah so you know give and take you know yeah and your black level is great i mean it is uh, especially the opening scene of star wars there and looking at those stars and being able to see the the white ones from the blue ones and then seeing the black i mean it is a inky black background um Mm -hmm. it is a projector but i mean that is really really nice and it's this is my first time experiencing the JVCs in this environment, like in a real environment, right? right? Not just a demo room at a store or wherever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you've done a great job with it. And you do your calibrations yourself? Yeah, I use Calman and I do my calibrations. I have a spectral remitter and a and um, um, a color remitter, and and I do the adjustments. I do my profiling and all that. So yeah, it's it's important. I think. Um, for projectors to be able to calibrate, um, especially lamp-based projectors, yeah, um, because the output changes all the time. So, um, with time, like I, I always do it after 250 hours because I'm a little crazy like that. You know, I like to OCD, I guess. You know, <laughs> after 250 hours, I do a calibration, yeah, to see how things are going. Sometimes when it when it hits about with these projectors, when they hit about a thousand, they kind of like settle mm-hmm. and then they don't change really to, it gets to about 25 to 2,800 hours. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I do it every 200, 250 hours. I do a calibration. Um, and it's important on the bulb based projectors. 
And that's the problem though, because um, learning how to calibrate and then getting your equipment to calibrate, I think it's, but I've been in this hobby for such a long time, but I think it's an important piece of keeping your projector calibrated and a good picture all the time. Now, with these new laser um, projectors that are coming out, um, it's probably less, but I think still there'll be change in the laser as well. Yeah. You know, but I think it'll be less than a bulb, which is a good thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, th and that that's what's nice about having the headroom and your brightness is mm -hmm. that as the bulb ages, you can, I mean, doing a calibration every 250 hours gets you, all you're doing is you're, you're adding a little brightness, you're getting more more life out of that bulb and especially where early on you're really done that's giving you more life as well being down so low and then bringing it up bringing it up towards the end of the life of the bulb, bulb correct but yet your image stays the same all the way through exactly. because you just keep you know you're not you're not getting a dim image at the end you're you have a nice bright image and then when as the bulb's aged you change it out and you bring your iris back down. You bring everything back down, start all over again. Yeah. I mean, there's, there'll be changes um, because it's just, it's a bulb, you know, so there'll yeah. be changes in it. Um, but yeah, you can, you know, especially these new JVC bulbs that they put in on this last version of, of the bulb projectors that they made, they're pretty stable. So um, calibrating it and, and just, you know, continuing to do the calibrations after a few hundred hours and, and keeping up with it always helps you get the best picture you can out of it, you know. How long does it take you to calibrate? With the Lumagen, it's fantastic. <laughs> Without it, it takes forever. But with a Lumagen, because all you have to do is a setting to a, um, to a for me, just a 100 IRE setting, mm -hmm. and then run AutoCal, and the Lumagen takes care of everything else. So, you know, when I do a 2.4 Gamma, with the Lumagen, that's that's the greatest thing about it, you know, the Lumagen, is that it does so much for you, right? You know, and I'm sure that the uh, the Mad, you know, the Mad VR um, has all the similarities, yes. and maybe it does it even better. But it's so it put me at ease just having that Lumagen because you you get the tone mapping, which is top notch, and it keeps getting better. Um, you get the now they have the auto aspect change when you have a two three five screen it's yeah. it's important and um and then the the calibration that you can do with it which makes it a whole lot easier um than going into the projector settings to do the calibration you know so yeah it's it's great yeah you know? it's uh so how do you and then you also must adjust the jvc as well the the jvc just the iris and stuff yeah, you just adjust your iris settings and you make your your one adjustment to 100 IRE. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, you let the, the Lumagen do the rest. All you have to do is hit a little button that says AutoCal and it does it, you know. It's get a perfect 2.4 gamma all the time. Nice. You know, um, but there's also, um, when you get like a professional calibrator, the benefits that you get from him is that he's going to have better, better meters. Mm -hmm. Not that the one I have is not accurate, but the one that he'll have, you know, if it's a good calibrator, he'll, he'll have better gear, which will give you even a better calibration. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and they, they'll dial in the, 
the color from, from the projector, get that accurate mm -hmm. so that you know the projector's doing the colors in the right way. And then, of course, the, the Lumigen's doing its thing. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing I don't do because out of the box, and this also is for Sony's, the color points are usually pretty well, pretty good, you know. I yeah. mean, if they're off, they're not off by a lot. So I never touch the color points when I do my calibration. All I adjust is the grayscale. And by adjusting that grayscale and getting that, yep. that nice grayscale all the way through, and getting that nice gamma all the way through, yeah, it's it's fine, you know. I mean, you saw the image here. I just calibrated um, uh, two days ago. Um, what did you think about the way it looked? It was color and and grayscale. I the, the it looked fantastic. Like I said, the the grayscale, especially. Um, so we wa obviously we watched Star Wars. Looking at like R two. Okay, and that opening scene of Star Wars and mm -hmm. looking at the blues on him and being able to see the different shades of blue in that metallic blue that he has on his, you know, with the scratches and, and everything because it's the earlier scene. Mm -hmm. um, see, being able to see that and it's and still have it look like metal, but you have darker blues, brighter blues, and it, it just that's your grayscale, right? right? It's like when you take the blue off of that, What's giving you that is the foundation is your grayscale well, and being able to duplicate that. Right so now, accurately. now remember that the the grayscale what it's going to adjust is your 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 whites to black, right? Mm -hmm. So more importantly than that, how did you think Princess Leia's gown looked? Did it yes. look, did it have any tinge of any color in it, or did it look white? Oh so, no, it was white. So those are the it, th it was, that's yeah. when you get the grayscale right. You know things like that. Mm -hmm. The white things that are white will look. Things that are a little gray will look the proper color without any tinge of any right. other color in it. So, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And then the open, also the part with um, with Vader, mm -hmm. uh, when you when he's holding that guy up, choking him, mm -hmm. right? Literally holding him up by one hand. And look at his cape and to be able to see the texture of the of the material that that cape is made out of and being able, that's grayscale right mm -hmm. and that's being and i mean that's detail as well mm -hmm. but the grayscale is what's pulling out that detail for you and then obviously the shininess of his helmet which is hysterical now that we see it at this day that thing was so badly made right <laughs> it's like they weren't expecting us to be able to see that helmet in 4k it's feels it's like i think if you really knew which one to go for you could see lucas's fingerprint on there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. just so it's so bad now it's so badly made and it's so damaged it looked but it, it's great it's yeah it's it's funny right because <clears throat> excuse me when i um when I got Blu-ray, right, when we first got Blu-ray, I remember getting um, all the Star Trek episodes from, you know, the 60s series that I like and seeing all the flaws even in 1080p. Mm. So if you watch it, you'll see all the flaws like with their, you know, with their costumes and and the props that they're using. You could see like so much flaw in 1080p. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine what 4K would do with that, you know? <sighs> It's just like, is it better to to see those floors or not to see them? You know. Yeah, it's. A, so, did you have? Did you say you told me a while ago? Did you have a projector in the nineties before these digital? Did you have a CRT? Yeah, you I, did? Had, I had a okay, CRT thought, projector. Yep. So, mm -hmm. how did that? How did that work? With did you have a video processor too? No, not. So how did that? <clears throat> how big was your screen? Um. 
It was it was a four three screen, four yeah. three, not sixteen nine. Yeah, yeah. It, it was eighty inches. An eighty inch four three screen. That was huge <laughs> back, back in the then, day. That's, yeah, that's that's, that, that's huge. Yeah. How did that scale? How did that look compared? I mean, we I didn't mean, know any better then. It was but you're, you're all talking I can say it was big. Right? It yeah. was big. It was big. But there were scan lines everywhere, you oh. know. But you know that was the. The thing is that you would take that because you got the big screen and you wanted the movie effect, right? Right. Um, but when uh, when you put a laser disc, it looked it looked good. You know, I mean, for that time, <laughs> for that time, it looked good. But uh, I mean, it doesn't compare. That's why um, I look at everything that we have now and and the way technology has changed and the way video has changed. Audio, not as much, but video. Yeah. Man, it's um it's unbelievable. After 1080p, like once 1080p came about, it was like that's better than the movie theaters now. Even yeah. with 1080p. Now we're at a point with this 4K and it's it's just incredible the images you can get. I was watching um on the Apple TV some of the streaming. I mean, yeah. yesterday I watched last night I watched um um that HBO series the The Last of Us and not only was the picture amazing, the sound quality was great too. I was getting Atmos on some of those scenes and I was like, wow, you know? Yeah. And then the music score was coming in so nicely. It's it's amazing what we can get out of something like a, just an Apple TV now. And oh, yeah. uh, and that's why I think a lot of people are, you know, you talk Kaleidoscape to them or, or even Blu-ray disc or 4K disc now, they're like, for what? Right. You know? So that that's a gr- great topic that has been really hot right now um i happen to be tagged in it on twitter and people are they're going back and forth and you and i have talked about this in the past but they're going back and forth about the like physical media and why don't people buy more 4ks and why are dvds outselling blu-rays and then 4ks and why all this happening and i i early on i was in the conversation and now i'm just observing because everybody's afraid of losing physical media because they think they're going to lose the best possible quality and let me put this to you i'm pretty sure i know your answer because we've talked about it but Mm -hmm. we're never going to lose the best possible quality that will always be there it just is probably not going to be physical media it's like has there ever been a time in your home theater journey where you didn't have access or knew of the best possible quality. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I started when video first started. So I was there when, when they first released like the Betamax tapes mm-hmm. and, and, um, and the RCA CED disc um, looking better than a tape. Um, and then of course, laser disc coming into play. Um, so I've always strived to try to get the best video I could possibly get. Right. Yeah. Because we're in it. Well, I, I'm, I'm for sure I'm in it because I want to get the theater experience that I got in the theater at home. And if that was initially just to get a pair of stereo speakers, not even having a center channel, just to get better overall sound, um, out of a movie, even if it was mono, but you got a a speaker instead of a TV speaker. Even something like that was like, 
that was great, you know. Um, but th the changes that ha have occurred have always been for the better. Right. You know, so we went from from Laserdisc and, you know, then there was um, a format called DVHS. I don't know if you mm -hmm. remember. Yep. Um, I remember the logo. Yeah, the yeah. DVHS was, that was the HD um, videotapes, which was really nice, a really nice format too. So always striving to get the best image quality I can get. But we've gotten to a point now where even streaming could look really, really good. Yeah. You know? So, so that's why people, if you tell them something like, hey, man, you know, you ever looked into a kaleidoscape, they look like you, you know, they look at you like you got an extra head on your shoulders. Like, what are you talking about? For what? Right. I, I'm getting a great image out of my Apple TV. Right. And I got so much program. I mean, I got Netflix. I got Disney. I got this. I got that. So it's like, why do I need a kaleidoscape? Right. And and to be fair, it's like I mean in the, in your room in this system, you can pull out the differences between right streaming, physical media, and then the the top of being Kaleidoscape, mm -hmm. and it's minor, right? It's like I mean there's a difference there, mm -hmm. but you think of what you have to think like what's in this room, the gear you have to be able to see those differences. It's what we do. It's what we love to do. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, you downsize this room monetarily, right? Right. You're not going to hear though. You're not going to hear or see those differences. No. So why would you go to even a disc? Streaming is that good now. I mean, and it's going to get there where in even in this room, it's getting closer and closer to what we're getting physically. And then eventually someday we'll catch up to Kaleidoscape. But what I hope is there will always be some option a little bit better. Right. Mm -hmm. And we'll, and we're always seeking that out. Mm -hmm. But I think it's funny that people are afraid of losing, like physical media isn't the be all end all. It's <laughs> but a, a lot of people still look at it that way. And right. me being one of them, to be honest with you, I like having a physical disc um, because I feel like, I have the movie. It's mine. It's a collector. Yeah. Yeah. It's that collector mentality. This is mine. You can't take it away from me. You know, and a lot of people are like, well, what if, what if Kaleidoscape goes out of business tomorrow? Yeah. Right. Are you going to lose that? Yeah. Well, you know, and I think the studios prefer that too. You know, I think the studios would prefer for you to get something through a digital, a digital way, like the Kaleidoscape, Kaleidoscape or yep. than for you to actually have a copy of of the movie a good a good you know a, a really good transfer of you know let's say like lawrence of arabia i have the disc it's mine i can play it whenever i want um so will it completely go away um i think it will but not anytime soon as long as it continues to make money for these guys well, it'll be around you know yeah well i also i i used this example in the past and looking at your collection in there like me Mm -hmm. You have the laser discs. Mm -hmm. Isn't that gone away? That's gone. I, I don't have a machine though anymore. I got That's rid about, of the machine. So. Right. But even if you had the machine, I would isn't not that play it. obsolete, right? <laughs> so physical media can go away. Even though you own, you we physically own hundreds of laser discs, yeah. it's obsolete, 
right? Just like if Kaleidoscape went out of business and you can't use that anymore, that's now obsolete. Mm -hmm. The same thing can happen to physical media doesn't mean you have it forever because eventually it does become obsolete. And we've, we've been through the iterations, right? right? I mean, to us, DVD is obsolete now. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really no better than Laserdisc. Right. It's outselling everything else, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. And, but I think, that's more to how many people actually don't have access to streaming like we do. That's the only that's the only reason I can think of why that many people are buying DVDs. Right. Um, but I mean, why I, you can get everything you want through streaming? Almost everything. I don't know if you'll get everything because there's still some some titles that are are not available through through the really? Kaleidoscape. Yeah, but then there's titles that that um that you could find on Netflix or right. Amazon, you'll find them that way, you know? So yeah, it's, it's there, you know, but that collective mentality that I have, um, it's just going to stick because, you know, I like having physical, I like the digital, don't get me wrong. I love my Kaleidoscape, but I also like having, um, the disc, you know, and, uh, it's so funny, right? Yesterday I saw that that collector's box set of Superman came out. Yeah. And it was like, click, done, Yep, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, And have you, um, have you opened and watched your box out of Maverick? Oh yeah. Oh, you have? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I haven't even gotten to it yet. Oh no. It's sitting in my theater, still sitting there. I haven't had the opportunity to open that. And what, what are some of the differences in there though? Other than just, it's the movie and there's Mm -hmm. some extras in there that I wanted to get to. Mm -hmm. Have you been, have you taken those in? I've took, I've, I've taken a look at them, but I haven't got into it really. Um, but again, you know, you buy those things because you see all that box set. Yeah. You saw the two cans yep. in there. You're like, oh, that's cool. I gotta have it. Yeah. You know? Um, but I still watch disc and 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 sometimes I feel that the a disc version of a movie could actually look better than certain a certain title or a certain version of that movie on the Kaleidoscape. Mm-hmm. You know, um if you have a good player like a Panasonic, you mm-hmm. know that has good processing, it rivals the Kaleidoscape, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's it's really, really good. But you got to have a good player. And as long as the the data is equal. So like something right. like, something like, um, advent, uh, the, uh, the event, not the Avengers. Yeah. Disney, Disney, Disney titles. titles. Like, you know, yeah. like there's st- certain things that I like on the disc of Star Wars, but it's, I prefer the Kaleidoscape version of Star Wars once they fix the issue that it had that yeah. we, we talked about so many times. <laughs> um, it's still preferable, but you know, it's it's to me, it's all about watching movies, and if it's on a disc or if it's on a media streamer, it's all good, you know. Now, when you say you watch the disc, do you actually get up and watch the disc, or do you pull up your Zipidi? You know, the Zipidi is getting less. <laughs> <laughs> the Zipidi is getting less and less play, man. Yeah. Um, because I have all my discs backed up on the Zipidi. And uh, the Zipidi still looks fine, too. But it's like, hey, let me just throw the disc in. That's that's what I end up doing. Yeah. You know, just throwing in the disc. Yeah. But, you know, the convenience factor of a, of a media player like the Zipidi or the Kaleidoscape, nothing can beat that. 
because the convenience is like you sit on your chair and you just use the remote control to shuffle through your movies and pick a movie. Yeah, jump scenes, jump whatever, jump. Yeah, um, yeah it, right. it, that's why I love it. That's why I love the Kaleidoscape. It's like Kaleidoscape to me is the equivalent to like shopping on Amazon. Right. Right. And it's like, I mean, I've been on, I've been on my phone on Amazon and I need something. And if it's not on Amazon, I don't buy it because I, it's just too much. I don't want to go through that. Right. You don't want to go to Best Buy. And everything and, <laughs> oh, forget it. I won't get whatever. If I'll wait, I'll find it someplace, whatever. Right. Right. But that's kind of what it's like with the Kaleidoscape where it's like, it's just so easy now that you're just like, oh, it's there. Boom. I'll watch that. I've, yeah. you know, if it's not there and I really want to see it, well, then I'll buy it elsewhere. But sometimes it's like, oh, it's not there. Eh, I didn't really want to see it anyways. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. never buy it. Mm-hmm. So. And um, and then there's the the expense part of it as, as well with the Kaleidoscape. I was thinking, right, DJ, what do you think? Kaleidoscape makes a entry-level unit, like a, you know, mm-hmm. six terabyte, four terabyte unit, mm-hmm. right? Um, for about four grand. Okay. I think people will buy that and get themselves, like, I have a cousin who's really into it, but he said, I wish it was a little less. I said, what about if they made a piece that was like four grand? Would you buy it? He goes, yep, for four grand, I would buy that. And then what will happen is they'll get their feet wet, and guess what they're going to end up doing? Right. Buying the bigger hard drive version of it. And I think they can, I don't know if they want to do that because, you know, with Kaleidoscape, they have their clientele of yeah. of uh, of customers, but I think that would be a good idea. I think a lot of people that are into high-end AV, um, that the Kaleidoscape is just a tad too much, you know, for their budget. Yep. If you can get them into a a starting point, like a, like I said, like around that four grand, I think um, I think it would it would help so them. That's you know? about what half of what the starting is now. I think is it. I thought it was six. For is it six? I, f- I can't remember what it because I I forget what the Strato S was. I think the Strato S was six. I think the Terra. I think the Terra was is eight. Between having to get the Terra six, mm-hmm. and then the um, Strato C. Right. I think the strata something like and that. I think they stopped making those lower um the s's are done. yeah the hard drives but you are, can find those on in the like eBay mark. yeah yeah you find mark. find them on eBay mm-hmm. and that that's the other way to do it and now that was going to be my counter to that is like why would they do that when they can keep selling what they have and go on to eBay mm-hmm. you can find them for like four grand that's true and do it yourself you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it's like I think I, I have no idea, but I've talked to other people and about like marketing and different things like that and saying like, if we go too low, it takes the, it, I don't know, it takes the exclusivity off of it. Mm-hmm. Or my thing has always been if, if they flood, like people are saying, well, if they had a player for like, what about a streaming only player? And you could only download one movie at a time. And it was like a thousand dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't even know if that would work. Yeah, yeah. Because, but you know, like one movie at a time, but you get a kaleidoscape and it's like, yeah, that's a lot of money to rent a movie. Yeah. 
right one at a time like you own it but then you got to get rid of it and then or you'd still own it in your collection but then you'd pull it back up <clears throat> people are trying to get it everybody's always trying to get it down to whatever they think they can afford not thinking about the marketing that goes into it or right. even if you flood <clears throat> the market with people like say a bunch of people had it is the infrastructure there that's what i've said about mm -hmm. downloading like they're their servers have to download to all these people. Right. They're right. not Apple. <laughs> right, right. You know, their client, they don't have as many. So I don't know. It's, I mean, they've come down, what, they used to be like 50 grand when they first came out. It's it was incredible, ridiculous. Right? So the fact that they're down to where they are now, I mean, who knows where they'll be in five years. Well, um, that was a good surprise, right? This new firmware that came out that you can yeah. now, you can now add, um, uh, a disk drive to it and and catalog all your movies yes and, <coughs> from the disk right which is i mean you've been able to do it if you had an alto yes so it's not like it's a new feature it's just making it more accessible to people now instead of having to find an alto you can you j it's i think i went online and they had the four the four pieces that they had already they knew guaranteed would work mm-hmm and then like you said and and i found out it's you can use other ones they just weren't on the list but other things will work you use the one that you had for ripping for zapiti and mm -hmm. you know and it so, worked yep yep yeah. and it just makes it a little bit easier for you to do it and you told me a while ago though disney titles aren't part of that right like they, they don't no, they, they discount them they just don't discount them as much oh okay yeah, like Warner Brothers is great because usually it's like four ninety eight for the upgrade. Um, if you have the Blu-ray, um, you know, at one point they had um, remember Ultraviolet. Oh yeah, if you had an Ultraviolet collection, yeah. at one point Kaleidoscape used to allow Ultraviolet, and anything that you had in your Ultraviolet account will convert right over to your Kaleidoscape. Really? Yeah, for free? For free? Yeah. That yeah. was um somebody then, asked me that when they, when I had them on yeah. and if they were going to do something and their answer was they we don't really talk about future stuff but there is always stuff in the works and mm -hmm. we we're always thinking about it was something like that like yeah. they answered it without answering it so I don't know if they're Well what happened was when movies anywhere came into play and that mm -hmm. ultraviolet went then they stopped you know but a lot of people have large libraries because of that. So think about it. Every digital code that you had on your Blu-ray that you put on, like I have a bunch of them that are on my Apple TV. Mm. All those code would run right into your Kaleidoscape. Oh, how awesome would that have been? Yeah, I know. It's yeah, that makes the digital codes all that much more important yeah. too, because you could just get a digital code and you get the movie on a Kaleidoscape for for free, right? And that's probably why they did away with it. Digital yeah. codes got so prevalent that they were like, eh, we're not really selling as many movies as we thought, you know? Cause right. <laughs> we're like, I mean, really you buy a cheap Blu-ray just to get the, the digital code mm -hmm. and then you get it on your Kaleidoscape. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, that, that hurts their market. But this new disc to digital with the drives like that, you're going to love it because you'll be able to just catalog it and, and the titles will be, most of them are reduced to like, five bucks you know yeah and that's that's great i mean that's how i cataloged all of my all of my titles because i have the alto and i was able to catalog right. it you know how many titles do you have on your Kaleidoscape now oh uh, that's close to 700 i think now 700 yeah 
And you, they're all catalogs, but I don't, you know, my hard drive doesn't cover for that. So, right. I pick and choose what I want to put on the hard drive. And then I watch, you know, I watch, like, for instance, like Christmas movies, right? Like, I'll have Elf and, you know, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. And I'll put those on the hard drive during the holidays. But then once the holiday finishes, I'll, I'll take them out. So I manage, I manage the way I, you know, load the hard drive with the movies. Right. So that I can get the, you know, the best, financially the best situation with it. Because my hard drive is only a six terabyte. Right. So. Uh, Yeah, I'm at 12. And I just, did I tell you this? I just, uh, the other day I went to download a movie and told me I didn't have enough space. Right, right. (laughs) I was like, whoops. But, you you know, just back up. Same thing. I'm doing. Fix them out. Yeah, I'm. I'm at about three, just over 300 total, and it holds, um, I keep about 150 on the drive at a time, 170, somewhere in there. And then, you know, so you back up. So right now I'm at about, you know, know, the same amount off my drive as I have on my drive, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good thing about it, too. You know, that's why I was trying to tell people who want to get into it that are really into high-end video, um, that you could manage it, you know, as long as you manage what you want to watch, mm. you'll be all right with it, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. You don't have to buy the 22 terabyte or the 80 something that they have. 48. That's I want to get that because yeah. then you just don't have to download, but hey. But it's good with your player because your player downloads them, what, within maybe 15 minutes, right? Yeah. With that yeah, high like, speed? Yeah, like or probably about 10. 10 minutes on average some longer movies take a little longer than that and then a shorter movie like if you have an hour and hour and a half hour and 45 minute movie it'll be about eight minutes right so it goes pretty quick yeah with me it's about 45 minutes to an hour yeah yeah Yeah, but like we were saying before it's like if you download it at night overnight it doesn't matter right and if you know what you want to watch you just you plan accordingly it's not that big a deal but Mm -hmm. yep yeah oh man this (laughs) i i don't so let's talk about these subs <laughs> staring at us here. Now the uh, PB uh, Ultras sixteen, yeah, the PB sixteen Ultras, yeah, staring. At, at, and you said earlier, like people don't like them at the front of the room. We had great base base response. We felt the rumbles. Mm-hmm. We felt. I mean, it's this room was rocking. And uh, before we get to the volume and reference level and stuff, mm-hmm. these things were were kicking, and they're they're very impressive looking, sitting at the front of your room like this. Yeah, um, you know, you could you could have that argument that that they're a little bit, it's a little bit overdone um, with the subs for this size room that I have. No, but <laughs> for me, um, I'd rather have more. And not have to worry about base, you know, in this room because, you know, having that extra headroom. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm at minus. I'm at minus twenty three on these. On the. Oh really? Yeah, minus twenty three, and then I'm also on the minus in the Marantz. It's like minus ten. Oh wow! But I get the output and the boom and and all yeah. the base. Um. You know, like uh, with no with no effort, yeah. Which is, you know, which is the reason why I decided to get the the larger subs. 
And I, and these now, in, in reality, these are now considered small in comparison to some of the stuff that's out now, you know? Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm, my, in my room, it's the same thing. Mine are at, like, the dial on the back of, like, turned to two on the PB2000s. Right. And the same thing. They're not really working at all. And they just, the room is just, you know, it completely pressurized, completely rock. I mean, you could feel everything. Right. So. Um, yeah, very impactful subs. Um, and, you know, I only have three seats in here right now. So either one of these seats, I measured, you know, I measured the, the yeah. output and it's pretty straight throughout all seats. Like I'm not getting any dips. Um, and it's it's fine. I mean, there's no there's like no reason to like change out these subs. I've had them now about, about maybe five or six years, and this I'm not in I'm not in need for for subwoofers. You know? No, not at all, not at all. Um, let's get to the volume. Yep. And while we're sitting here in a quieter moment in one of the scenes, I I asked you. I'm like, what what's the volume level in here? And it was it was loud. Yeah, but it was nice, and it was, it wasn't, it didn't hurt. Um, it it wasn't um overpowering. It was it was clear, very concise. You could hear that you you played an at a couple of Atmos track demo tracks. Uh, we could hear the sound moving around the room. You can hear all the effects. Great dynamic range. Um, and you're running at what? Minus four. Um, I was running at that point minus four. But sometimes I can get to reference where you know I feel it's it's fine, um, and if I if I can I would always run it at reference. But um, usually between minus four and minus six is what I listen to. Mm. Um, but something like uh, like the show I watched yesterday, The Last of Us, that one easily no problem reference level. Yeah. Streaming's a little bit more, you can get higher because it is a little bit more compressed. Right. And it's funny when I asked you, I'm like, before you, before I asked you, I was like, I'm wondering what, I was wondering what you were at. Mm -hmm. And based on my system, I was guessing around minus five, minus six. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was feeling like this is what it would sound like it, like minus five, minus six. Mm -hmm. So yeah. That's that's accurate. You know what I mean? And there's so many people that th I knew that like it, we didn't turn it to reference, but it wouldn't have been overpowered. It would have been only, you know, four dB more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's like it it's not painful. It doesn't hurt. You have a lot of room treatments in here. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of room treatments. You have bass traps in every single corner. You have I mean, all gig acoustics all over the room. Um, th those how thick are those panels in the back that on your doors? What are those? Four, four inches. Those are all four inches. Yeah, yeah. You have them on the side walls here. You mm -hmm. have them in the back on the on the back doors. Mm -hmm. um, so it makes that's that to me is what makes a difference for people that can't get to reference level. It's 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 not the system. It's not that reference level is too loud. You just have too much sound bouncing around your room. Exactly, and distortion because of yes. It. So when you when you treat the room right. Um, which I put a lot of effort into to mm. this room to treat it as best as I could, you know, um, it made such a big difference because, you know, um, I've, I've watched home, I've watched movies in some of my friends' home theaters and, and as soon as the bass 
kicks in, you know, the uh, the windows rattling, the doors rattling. So I try to take care of all of that, you know, running yeah. sweeps to try to take care of all that and and putting the little gummy in certain areas, like even um, in the lobby area, the fr- the picture frames they start rattling. So I had to treat that so that does because that knocks you right out of the movie, you know, yeah. any little rattle or any type of distortion. So yeah, the room the room is is key, getting that room right, you know, and and trying to uh, to get as many panels as you can in your room. Not where it's an overkill and and deadens the room too much, but hmm. um, just enough so that everything sounds nice and clear when things get up at that reference level. Yeah, you know? yeah, that it makes such a difference and that's uh anybody that's ever questioned like how do you do it it's it it really it's just room treatments and every time i hear a room uh that doesn't have them and they're like you know they're a minus 10 and it actually sounds louder than my room at reference right right. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and you're like like oh it's like i can't go to reference i don't blame you because and i've been there and I'm mm-hmm. sure you have too. Before yep. we had room treatments, before it was like, I used to listen in my room at minus 10, at minus 15. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was too much. You know, it was like, if I was at minus 15 and I tried to get to minus 10, I was like, oh, I can't make that. That's too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I added more treatments over the years, it's, you're able to handle it. Right. You know, and people it- have told me I'm going deaf. I'm like, no, it's not me. Especially after coming here, I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's um it's dependent also too on on how they um how they process the recording of the movie or yeah you know even with music it's the same thing right um if they're not recording it at the proper levels then yeah things could you know could be different you might have to go lower because they recorded it higher right you might have to go higher because they record look at Thor right that's oh one, Ragnarok yeah right yeah so and you know that was the that's the same thing with with the old TV system, right? Um, NTSC, um, mm-hmm. right? You would adjust your television to the standard, right? Right. Which there was a standard. And even for 709 SD, there's still a standard. You adjust to that standard. But if the broadcasting company is not sending you that signal in the same standard, then things are going to be off. Right. So the same thing with audio, right? If they're not doing the transfer right, the, the recording right, then things could be off in your house when you get at home. Yeah. You know, so, but they've gotten a lot better with that, you know, with the, the later um, recordings. Even if you listen to some of these Atmos, it's just fantastic, right? Some of these Atmos tracks now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that and that Atmos early on it was just fun to have, but now they're they're actually learning how to mix better yep. and learning how to utilize the Atmos or the object base, the overheads better, and the entire room really. Mm-hmm. And it it is it, it's getting more and more fun listening to some of these tracks. Right, are, right. You know, because the base, you know, like a five point one system will give will get you there, and there's nothing wrong with a five point one. Um, no. Right. And then when you go seven, okay. So there was some, there was some, um, movies that were released at 7.1. I remember, um, I went to North Reading to see, uh, Super 8. And that was, uh, that was one of the first 7.1, um, 
tracks on in the movie theater and i was amazed with that with the 7.1 um and then atmos just adds those heights and just fills the room you know it's it's really good when it's done right you know oh yeah so yeah. let's talk about those scripts you made I've, i haven't done it yet you made the scripts on kaleidoscape yes and uh i said to you when we were watching i'm like oh we'll talk about this when we record right <laughs> you could share those with me right Yes, you have to have the same movies. Yeah, and, and then, I yeah. have them all. Yeah, <laughs> and you can share them, yep. Oh, cool. So you got to share that with me. No problem. Because so, yeah. I'm probably going to watch them, like, tomorrow in the snowstorm. Yeah. <laughs> and you could, you know, you could, they're pretty pretty easy to create. Um, what was the gentleman's name that worked at Kaleidoscape? Brett. Brett. Brett, Brett. Bjorkwist, yep. Yeah, he has a video on showing you yep. how, to, how to do those scripts. And they're pretty straightforward. Yeah, um, making a bunch of scenes and yeah, he. I, I've watched the video when I first got the Kaleidoscape. I watched that and mm -hmm. I was going. I think I did make. I saved some scenes. Mm -hmm. I never made a script. I saved some scenes mm -hmm. from watching that video. But um, so you did a Star Wars one, oh a Star Trek one, right? Then we did a Star Wars one, mm -hmm. and then we did the Maverick right. one. And it's like I, I was like, okay, those those three now. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but when THX first came out for home audio, yeah, um, I was living in, the, in New Jersey, and uh, there was a place called Stereo Exchange in Manhattan um, that had a Snell. The, the company was called Snell, and they had a Snell THX system, which consists of 5.1, right? And it was a complete THX 5.1 system. And I saw it on a CRT projector. And similar to the scripts that I did, there was a disc, a laser disc. Yeah. Which was called uh, THX Volume 1. And it was just a bunch of different scenes from yep. all of George Lucas and Steven Spielberg films. It was awesome, that disc. Because you would put that on for just for the wow factor for when you had company, you throw that right. on. And it was just like, you know, you had uh, cuts of Star Wars, Indiana Jones, um, Willow, and they, yeah. they put it all together with music. That was the best, that was the best disc. And then I, it wasn't for sale. It was only for the dealers. And I remember saying, man, I'll do anything for one of those discs. For one of the, yeah. And the guy was like, here you go. I was like, yes. Oh. <laughs> I have something like, I don't know if it's that one. I have something, I have a demo disc laser disc that mm -hmm. I, uh, dave gave me same thing and it's it's just a compilation i'll dig it out see what it has on it but yeah. i do remember the same thing and you just and that was especially back then i think i mean as as small of a of a group as we are home theater it's it's way more prevalent now than it was in the 90s it's oh, yeah. you know it's like when uh, you know, when I brought people into my living room back then, they were like, this is crazy. You know, they, right. not many people had anything even approaching that. Mm -hmm. And now it's, it's now people have heard of it. People understand it. And they're like, oh, you've got this. And it's not, it's not as big a deal. You need a room like this to be able to get that to that level. Right. Like you, you did what? Yeah. Um, but yeah, home theater has come so, so far. It's amazing. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I first started and I started with LaserDisc and, you know, the CD disc, 
the main thing was because you can you could only get so much out of the video, right? Yeah. Right. So the main thing was getting surround sounds. And um when I first started, it was um just stereo. And then they made a decoder of this company named Fosgate. Um had a nice decoder that gave you Dolby Surround. Not ProLogic, but Dolby Surround. But my company, my the speakers that I have here, they were still in existence back in the 80s. Mm. And I remember the dealer said, don't worry about it. Get yourself a nice pair of stereo speakers, <laughs> right? Sit in the middle, and you'll be good to go. You right. Know? Oh, yeah. Right? And that's all I had was just stereo, just a left and right speaker for my music. And that's how I would listen to my movies. And then Center Channel came in to play. And it took a while before they came up with a really good Center Channel. This is the, out of all that time, this VCC5 that you see in front of you. Yeah. They made a VCC1, which was the smaller version of this, hmm. back in the early 90s. That's been in the system, and it's still a current product since like 1998, 1999, that VCC5. Oh, really? Yeah, that's been around that long. Wow. And these, the BSM surround speakers, the same thing. Yeah. You know, fine. Yeah. You know? Those are nice speakers. I like the look of them, too. The, yeah. the box flat yeah what are they about three inches deep yeah about uh, about three inches deep and in they're the about, top yeah yeah and, and they're, they're about the what 12 inches wide and 18 long yeah about 18 long yeah. something like that mm-hmm. yeah and you've got them all around and you, that that's your atmos speaker too yeah it's all vandestein you know so that's that panning from rear to top and all that it stays pretty good all the way out yeah, very consistent sound. Yeah. So it was so you very controversial. Yep. You have the the 240 screen. Yep. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten used to it. You made you know? me consider it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's uh it's something that like I would I would say to myself, "Oh man, when I watch 169 stuff, oh, I'm going to have to Watch that image in the middle, you know? Yeah. But with the JVC's good blacks, that's really not an issue. And you see the panels that I have, because I have the right. the panels for the 16.9 that manually I put on. I really never use them, to be honest with you, because the black level of the of the JVC's, those bars are, are pretty black. And the size difference, you know, going from 116.9, and I think the image in the middle is about 89 inches. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I would have a big issue with that. And, and no, nope, it's fine. I mean, I've gotten used to it. So yeah, ideally, if you have the room, though, um, I still think a 16.9 screen is the way to go. Yeah, that's, you, that's what I want to do. Because know? in my opinion, like when you go to watch a 16.9 movie, it should be taller. Right. That's the idea, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's but this when we were, I mean, in one of the movies you put on was Maverick, one of the scenes we watched, and it was you know the stealth scene mm-hmm. at the beginning, which is shot in the you know the sixteen nine image, the mm-hmm. IMAX, and you right away we had the bars on the side, and you're like, Doom, and you went and you know Lumigen took care of it, it widened out, took and it gave us that two forty aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. And as I've I've done it at home as well on my 
240 when I have my masking up and it looked great. And here on a screen this wide, this big, I honestly, I mean, between me and you, you nobody else is listening. (laughs) I don't know why people complain. Like if you have a 240 to screen like you do and they come out with a Maverick and you'd be like, what are you doing? Just put it at the 240 and and let it go. And it's like, um, I don't know why they complain. I'm like, you bought the screen. Right. Run it at 240. Let your projector stretch, yeah. you know, put it to the 240 and let the uh, over yeah. and overflow the and, and the and the um what's what it's cutting off, it's it's not a lot. So no. Yeah. No, and it's like I mean, a lot of these movies are shot to be shown in 240 or in the IMAX. And it's like depending on the theater you go to, when I saw Maverick in the theaters, it wasn't in IMAX. That's right. You know, yeah. so it's shot originally in the 240 anyway, or with that in mind. Right. So you're not really cropping off anything that you're going to be missing. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's see now, like if a whole movie is in is in IMAX or is in like a 185 or 178. Well, then I don't know if I'd want to crop it. Do you do that here? Do you widen it or do you go and put your bars in? No, I leave it as is. At least it's and you know, a lot of them are two two oh, which is just slight bars on the side. Okay. Know? Like um I was watching Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Um and Yellowstone is two two oh. So you got a little slight bars on the left and right. Um what I do is if it's two three five, then I scale it to two four oh, because that's not a big difference. Right. Right. So but sixty nine TV, you know, anything that I watch TV, if I watch a game, I never use that that nonlinear stretch yeah i don't use any of that i just let it be as is yeah you know it's smaller but that's okay yeah you know because most of the movies that i watch um are cinemascope 240 or 235 and and that that image that i get on the widescreen stuff i really like like it's very immersive you know oh yeah yeah that's like you said what is 105 inches wide yeah is the screen and it's you're sitting here in the middle. We're 12 feet away yep. and sitting in the middle. You've got to turn your head to look from side to side. You've got a great view. It's nice, mm. bright image with the, you know, great black levels, completely immersive 3D feel. Yeah, yeah. To oh, be fair, that, like, that 3D looks awesome too, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I on, bet. On the projector. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, ideally though, um, I would do a if I if I if money was no object, it would be a large sixty nine with four way masking. Yeah, that's really money no object. Yeah, right. Yep. It's like it's it's you know four way masking's awesome. Four way masking, the auto masking. The yeah, way you're, boom, yeah, that's which I have insane. one. Which I have one right in the closet. <laughs> it's but it's smaller though, right? It's a hundred inch. It's a hundred inch sixty nine. Yeah. yeah, and. That's that's what you want to do. But I don't mind the manual masking. It's I, I don't mind getting up to put it on. You know, it's no big deal. No, no. And if it's something that's critical, I'll throw the masking on. But if it's HBO no, or any TV, yeah. I don't. Oh, know. I do, though. Like, right now I'm watching um, Carnival Row on yeah. Amazon. Yeah. And that's, you know, like, in a 240, right? Yeah. And I'll 
I'll put the masking in. And it makes, I, I especially for something like that, it makes a difference oh, cool. on a 16-9 screen because especially my black levels aren't as good as yours. Right. They're decent, but they're not that good. But you put up the, you put the masking on mm. and it really enhances that Absolutely. so much, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, it just, so I don't mind. But what I do find is just like the reason I got a Kaleidoscape so I don't have to get up and change movies. Mm. I'll go to change movies and I'll have my masking up, but I'll go to be like, oh, that movie's in 185. All right, I'm not gonna watch that one. Yeah, I don't want to get. I don't want to get out of my chair. Let me find another movie to watch that's 240. <laughs> It'd be like, or if I'm in, or if I'm in like a 169 screen, I'll be like, what can I watch that's another 169? And those are harder to come by. Right, there's, exactly. There's less yeah. of them unless you go to con, you know, streaming content or yeah. something. But it's just you're just sitting down. You just want to enjoy and not get up and walk the fifteen. Not even like for me, it's like ten feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's funny though because um, in the past the theaters had you know usually two, three, five screens or two, four screens, and then the masking came in for the movies for those ratios, right? But digital theater now, of the majority are, are like a 16-9 screen now, the majority of the theaters. And they don't even use masking anymore, even in the movie theaters. Not even the better movie theaters yeah. use masking anymore. They, uh, they used to do curtains. Curtains, yep. They'd yeah. have the curtains come in and out, yep. which isn't a bad thing to do. If you did your whole front wall... Right. And you put up a, as wide as you could go. You could do your 16 by nine and then you widen out to cinemascope and you just run it with some nice velvet curtains. Yeah. I considered that at one point, um, years ago, but not, not anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like everything's more modern now, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 And with the theaters, such a, such a clean room. <laughs> I love this carpet. Now, that, speaking of sound dampening, did you put a, a carpet pad underneath yeah, for yep, sound as yeah. well? I mean, because it does help. Yeah. Instead of just going straight carpet, I know you did. Uh, you've got the the sub floor mm -hmm. for also setting. Now that's that. Um, uh, what do you call? It? It's got the rubberized feet. Yeah, it's uh, it's the dry core system. Yep. Um, so they're like tiles that. You know, they attach to each other. Yeah, what are they, like two by two, I think? Yeah, two, two by, by two, two, yeah. two square. Yeah. Four, I think that's, impo that's important. You should do that, too, in your basement. When you get to your new place, get, make sure you get that added. Because it also helps when, um, with movies with the base. Because yeah. you'll feel it a little bit better with the subfloor than you would yeah. on, on concrete, on top of concrete. Yeah, I plan on doing uh, subfloor probably just in the theater mm -hmm. and do a subfloor. Then I'm going to have a riser and then, you know, it, so the riser also helps because I have a riser right. now yeah. and that riser helps because if my riser right now is, is um, about 11 inches. So it's a 10 foot, mm -hmm. it's a, it's made out of 10 by 10s and which are, and then you have your plywood on top. So you're about 11, you know, just over 11. Actually, it's probably a 12 by, uh, not 12 by 12, uh, two by 12s because that's only 11 and a half. And then you put the the two by four the plywood on top, but the base I get out of that, and one of my subs is sitting on it, so that oh, helps. Okay, that's it in behind me in mm -hmm. the room. So I'm wondering, like I get nice vibrations up through my feet, up through the floor. Mm -hmm. um, in the new room, the riser will be in the middle, slightly towards the back, but 
say relatively towards the middle of the room and the subs will be at the front and at the rear. Mm -hmm. So the riser will be in the middle getting that, you know, getting hit from both directions. Yeah. So that'll help with that. Yeah. And like you said, the front row will be on the, the sub floor, the, you yeah. know, which will be nice. But all I care about is my main, where I'm yeah. sitting. <laughs> when I do my calibration, like, uh, like I was telling you, I don't use the regular Odyssey mic mm. um, that comes with the unit. I use the, the pro kit. Yep. Which has a better mic and everything. So when I do my calibration of my audio, um, I keep it within my seat because that's what's important. Like, I don't care who's sitting over here to the right or to the left. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I keep all the measurements. I take them all within, you know, within that radius of my center seat. Yeah. It's like, what do you go? Like uh, 18 inches around your head? Yeah. Pretty and, much. And it then I keep it. I don't come all the way out with the mic. I keep it like in this area when I do this adjustment. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, because it the people in the other chairs they don't even they wouldn't even know the difference anyways. Right. Well, right. Why do that? You know, I'll do the same thing. I or I do the same thing in mine, and mm -hmm. when it's a bigger room, I'll still do the same thing. Uh, you know, your primary chair though is going to be on the, the in the back, right? When you do it, middle row. Yeah, yeah. it's like it'll be the you know middle of the room middle row uh, behind me wouldn't be chairs that's going to be a bar area stand standing room only in the back <laughs> that's cool yeah. yeah i was thinking of doing that yeah i actually had a, a guy who who did um did a plan for me and it included a little bar in the back the back seats yeah you know yep. which is pretty nice yeah, it's a, it, it only gets used on sporting events though. Right. You know, it's right. not a it's not a priority, isn't yeah. necessary, you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, it it's nice to have cuz especially if you're doing a sporting event or or some hosting something and people want to just hang out and watch whatever you got going on. Yeah. But I mean 90% of what we probably more 95, 98% of what we do is just us. Exactly. alone alone yeah in the room <laughs> you know my wife because it's just my wife and i and my wife is retired i'm getting close to retirement and we come down here and this is our getaway like you know yeah. even if it's you know it's, it's most of the time it's just streaming you know a show on on youtube tv or you know or on um on netflix yeah you know we come here she says that's why the chair that you're actually sitting on it probably feels like brand new because nobody really sits there. <laughs> oh, I know. So speaking of that, do these chairs, how do they go together? Can you swap them out? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I've done that. I have five because I have two rows. I have a row of three and a row of two. And over the years, I mean, there's two that you can't use because they're the end chair. Right. Right. And they have the two arms and then the rest have just one arm and they attach. That's how this is too. So Okay. So the center chair here has the two arms. Oh, this, okay. This one just has a right arm, and that one just has a left arm. Oh, yeah. oh, so you can't switch it? No, no. Oh, okay. I can, I can put this right arm with that left arm and have like a love seat. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, in mine, I could actually. My system is the one you're sitting in has the two arms, and then this is a left arm, and then this is a left oh, arm. Okay. So I can. As I age this one, the center one, and people are listening to us in audio, but mm -hmm. as you age the center one, you can switch it. You switch it with the, with the far left one. That makes sense. And then you can, you can age the butt seat in that one. Right. And I've had, so I have 
three of them because mm. my front row is two seats. So I have another left arm down there. Right. So, and I've done that and rotated them and it's allowed me to, I mean, mine are 20 years old. Wow. I can't believe how old they are. I know. And it, yeah, you when you come up, you'll be like, these are 20 years old. They're not leather. They're microfiber. Right. A lot um, of people prefer the microfiber. I do. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do love these seats, by the way. And mm -hmm. I was looking um, online and I saw these seats. Uh, you've told, wh who's the manufacturer of this? It's a company called Fusion, Fusion Theater yep. Seats. Okay. Yeah. And it, they're, uh, they're like home theater seating on online, right? Yeah. It's, it's called, um, it's, they're called Fusion and it's, uh, it's not home theater seats. It's something else, but they're based out of New Jersey. Yeah. So that was one of the main reasons why I bought these because I was able to actually sit on them before I purchased them. And I was like, okay, these are good. And then I made the purchase. It's hard with seats because yeah. you have to order them online most of the time. But, you know, I think when you bought yours has a decent amount of seats. Um, you bought a Jordans, right? Jordans, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I was able to go and sit in them. And I was like, I want these. And right. I, that was so much fun because the lady come in and they they ha they don't have it anymore. Right. And But you went in a room that was, I want to say it was like 20 by 40. It was a huge room at it, Jordan's Furniture. It, had it was just all TVs. home theater. Yes, I remember that. All home theater seating. Yeah. And it would like, and they had, it was stadium seating, three rows of seats Yeah, that you could, and you could walk around all the way around these seats. So it's like each row was like 10 row, 10 feet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then in the center of it was the seat. So you could walk all the way around and they were all like, I, I want to say maybe four row, four chairs together right. and everything. There were a ton of choices. Right. And we walked around and, and they had the prices on them and everything. And we walked around and, and we finally, we sat in all the different ones, me, my wife, and my two kids. Mm -hmm. And they were little at the time. My, my kids were like, uh, well, let's see, it was a 2001, 2002 when we did this. Wow. So my son was five and my daughter was three, <laughs> right? I can't believe that. That's yeah. a long time. And they're sitting there with their feet up and the, the lady comes in. Now, now I'm, I'm saying all this because this room was gigantic. And this lady comes in and she goes, she goes, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, we want these. And she goes, you, you want seats? She was like baffled. Like you want to buy those? I was like, yeah. She goes, you don't want a couch? <laughs> like she, I'm like, what is this room here for? If you don't even know you have a customer sitting in it and they don't know what to do. Right. So, right. you know, they don't get sold very often. Right. Right. And, but they, they dedicated that entire room to it. And it's like, I that's great i might because, have been their only customer <laughs> yeah that's early in the game because yeah you know well that's why i went there and and the the best part is the reason we went my wife wanted them oh that's cool yeah yeah because we had we moved to the house and we took we bought all new furniture for our living room when we moved in mm -hmm. and the furniture we had in our apartment She's like, we'll use that downstairs. So my back row was our old couch and my oh. front row was the love seat. And it was like, I had this same setup, same stadium seating. And we did that for like six months. So we moved in in January and that summer, uh, my wife's like, we sh it was like right around July. Cause mm -hmm. I think we went from there. We went to a 4th of July party afterwards. And um, she goes, we should get some home theater seats for in here. Mm -hmm. I was like, are you kidding me? 
okay. Yeah. I'm like, and uh, so we went down there and we, we picked them out and that was like the longest seven weeks <laughs> waiting yeah. for them to show up. That's crazy. Huh? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and she wants, I'm the same way. I like, I love this. You, you basically have the same dimensions I want to do mm-hmm. in for a room. Um, but my wife wants four seats, two rows of four. Yeah. Because she wants grandchildren in yeah. here and she wants people in here and you stuff. You have to and get like, them not as wide. Yeah. You got to pick the, the thinner one. These yeah. are beautiful seats. These oh, are. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny. You, you just, I, I didn't know this. I'm like, but you just told me that they, you meant to order black on black. Yes. And they came in. And you just said they came in burgundy when you unboxed them, and you were like, "What the? You were pissed." But- yeah, I was so angry. I told the guy, "Dude, how do you mess that up?" He goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. We could exchange them for you." I'm like, "I'm not going through all that. Forget about it. I'll just keep them." Yeah, you know. I wonder if they know that. Like the, like I said, I waited those seven weeks for my chance <laughs> to show up, and if they were the wrong ones, you're like, "I gotta make do." I can't wait another second. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, like you know, they don't look too bad. All right. Yeah, they uh, actually work really well in here. They like I wouldn't. I, I would like you. I would choose black, black. on black because yeah. you're in a dark theater. But once the lights went out, I'm, I, you're making me consider color for my seats because nice you're not color. looking at your seats. Yeah. Although I will be because they'll be in, in front of me as well. Yeah. But once the lights go out and I'm looking at the screen. I mean, these are, they're very comfortable. You got, you, I mean, you have the black diamond center to the yeah. seat. They're really nice. They look like the Valencias the and they got the USB yep. chargers and the lighting for the bottom and all that that shuts off. Yeah, yeah that was really cool. nice. Yeah. I, I'd like to go, if they're still there, that's, uh, that's definitely on my short list to travel to. Drive down to Jersey, try out their seats because yeah. you have the theater, it has the lighting in it. And like you, you showed me when you, put your uh, the uh the leg rest out the lighting automatically goes off. off yeah the cup holder light you can turn off manually right here by the touch of a button That's which correct. i think is fantastic yep. and i've heard horror stories people like they can't turn them off completely yeah yeah it's yeah. like you gotta snip a wire and yeah. i'm like that's not cool so yeah. i actually i mean these are really nice definitely on my short list Shut them off completely yeah i yeah. never really use them um yeah the seat, seating is good there's so many um different choices that you can pick from now, you know. Yeah. And some people, you know, they like Tom likes likes a couch, you know. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it, it depends, <laughs> you know. I just talked but, about that the other day, and I'm like, I've I've got more people. When we talked about seating and what's appropriate, and the same with anything in home theater, it's like it, I get comments on what's correct, mm-hmm. and. You are just shaking your head. It's like, go ahead, Nelson. You tell them what's correct. Whatever's correct for you. you exactly. Know? Let it be. <laughs> it's oh, it's so funny. It's like that's, it, it, but everybody wants to tell you that it's no. This is the right way. No. <laughs> it's, there's always uh, I go. You know, I believe in 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 with audio and video. I believe that. It's good to go by a standard, which is uh, one of the main reasons why I'm not such a great fan of, as good as it can look sometimes, of HDR because it's not standard. When I do a calibration for 709, uh, just regular HD, there's a standard that you go by and you make that calibration and everything that you watch is going to be to that standard 
and everything's going to look right. The problem with HDR is that everything's done in different knit levels, and then you're relying on tone mapping to make those adjustments. Um, with audio, you know, you got your level matching, you get that done right. There's a standard that you go by. So there's certain things that, you know, you can go by that standard and decide if you want to purchase that item or, or live with that item. But things like seats and, you know, things like that, just get what's comfortable for you and, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's you know. It, seats, settings, running your subs hot, running your overheads hot, running your rear channels hot, whatever you want to do. There's no right or wrong way. It's right, like, right. <laughs> well, there is. There is a right and wrong way, but it's different for everybody. For everybody. Like, for instance, I, these are calibrated. Like, I did the Odyssey calibration the other day on, on my system um, because I had moved something. So I said, all right, let me redo the calibration. So everything's set to that standard. But sometimes I say, you know what? I think that needs a little more bass. I just add a little bass to my subs. Right. And I get a little more bass, you know? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No. No. If you, you, to taste. Yeah. Season to taste. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, we, same thing with the JVC and Sony. I mean, you know, there's benefits that I prefer over the, you know, the JVC over the Sony, but that's me. Right. And if, if, you, if you like things that you prefer the, the Sony over the JVC, then that's fine, too. Yeah, it's we're really uh, picking at nits. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's like yeah. So yeah, the JVC has better blacks, you know. But then they say that the the people once they see the Sony's processing and it's what it does to the image that they prefer that. Yeah, you know, I I loved what I saw. You know, I mean, it's it your it looks fantastic. Yeah, and it's you got to be happy with it. In the, yeah, the, that's the bottom line. You got to be happy with it. Because it's all, all this stuff is pretty good. Now you're nitpicking, you know? It's yeah. not like you're going back to standard TV and watching 480 lines of resolution on a 100-inch <laughs> screen, and all you see is scan lines on the screen. Right. <laughs> so it's going to be great, you know? Yeah. And and in it, it's also your environment that you've set up. Oh, yeah. You know? And like I said, walking into this room, it was... It was, it was a lot of fun and we you hadn't turned it well the screen was on but mm -hmm. i mean we hadn't powered it we hadn't played anything yet mm -hmm. i mean the presentation of this room it's like you don't even have to do anything just have people over hang out here yeah. and talk like just like we're doing now but right. it is it's like you've done a i mean you're it, that's what i liked about your theater in jersey too when you sent me those pictures of you had you've got the theater rope out there you've mm -hmm. got the you've got the poster art you've got the you've got the star wars um uh cabinets there what do you the you collectibles know, the yeah. collectibles that oh. you know john would die for <laughs> um in but you this clearly this is what you do and you just love doing this oh yeah and it's like you know yeah. and like you said talking about the calibration you just come down here and be like, yeah, I feel like calibrating today. Yeah. And this room is so well set up. And you you got your office right off the side. Mm -hmm. It's That blew me away. You open that up. I'm like, that's a huge room. Yeah, that's where the equipment is too. Yeah. So you don't have any equipment in the room. Oh, that's another thing that, um, that I prefer also over the Jersey one is that 
having the equipment separate room like that. You had it at the back in Jersey, I had it in right? the back, yeah. and it would get really warm in this room yeah. because of it, because all the equipment's in there. Now, this room stays cool, and even in the summer, um, you know, I just have the two vents coming from the from the from the furnace room on the other side of this wall. Yeah, it gets it gets really cold in here, and it's all because of the equipment being in there. Yeah, but then that room gets really hot. Oh yeah, in there with yeah. all the equipment. So that's key. If you can get a a separate room in a home theater to do your equipment, right. that's always fantastic. Yeah, but then you have to run wires. Like I had to do a conduit. Um, yep. that goes this way and that way and then down the wall. Yeah. Just for the HDMI cables because how long is your HDMI run? Fifty feet. Yeah. yeah. You know? And and they change, you know, they constantly change that HDMI. And you know, one day How long does it take you to swap one out? Not long at all. Yeah, because you have the conduit. Yeah, it's with the conduit. Pretty easy to you do. You can't yeah. do it without it. Right, you know? right. Yeah. It would be on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're building a if you're building a room, try to keep the equipment outside if you can, outside of the room, yeah. and and run conduits. <laughs> yeah, right. I I did that for mine to a degree, um, but mine is my room's. I'm running also. I don't have to run fifty feet. I can I can get away with like a forty foot um, HDMI. But my my room is behind the screen but I have to run the cable to the back of oh, the room. okay. So it's, you know, my, I, my next room, I can't wait to have, I'll be able to have like a, a six foot, eight foot run because the projector is going to be, it, it, my room is going to be back there mm-hmm. where you have your, your entrance there. Similar mm-hmm. to that, but that'll be where my gear is because I right. don't have, I don't have the space like this to do that. Right. Um, yeah, but it's, but you're making me think though. Like yeah. <laughs> redesign the backside of my room too now, yeah. but yeah, it is it is important to have. I want to have my projector on the outside too, not just for the sound, but for the heat because my room will get hot with the projector in right. there. Right, that'll warm up. And my room's smaller than this, and the projector, will, just that bulb and everything, it right. gets warm in there after right. a little while. It's uh, it's funny because in this the JVC in the other room, the same projector. Because the room would get hot, the fan noise would get louder on the projector. Yes, because it goes, goes, it starts, it gets yep. hot. It senses that and yeah. it starts to cool off the projector. But because this room constantly stays pretty cool in the winter and in the summer, yeah, it's you can't, be, you really can't hear it. No. You know, it. But even at that, now I'm putting mine outside the room in the next theater. Really, because it's something I've always wanted to do, right? Mm-hmm. When you go to the theaters, the projectors are behind it. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. window. And yeah. I want that, right? I want a projected image coming through a little window, just like at the theaters. Yeah. That's my main motivation. Am I going to reduce the sound in the room? Yes. Am mm-hmm. I going to reduce the temperature? Yes. Mm-hmm. That te- The temperature is a bigger deal to me. Mm-hmm. And being able to manage the temperature around the projector as well right. from outside the room. The sound noise has never been an issue for me because when we're listening at the volumes that we listen at, yeah, it gets washed out. It gets even at the quieter scenes. There's usually there's been very few scenes in a movie that gets so quiet that I could actually hear a fan noise and actually take me out of the movie. Like I would hear it, 
but you'd be into if you hear it you're not into the movie right right it's like but you get into a quieter scene like um i believe like even like kill bill when right. she's in the in the coffin yeah and the whole room goes that's an incredible scene for a dedicated room like this because everything gets black yeah everything gets dark and the sound goes away and you just hear the scrape and yeah you're so into that scene. I don't even remember my fan noise, but I know it's there. Right. But the noise floor of these movies is usually, even the quietest scene is probably what, around 35, 40 dB, which right. is, and that's a quiet scene. Right, right, right. And that's above, way above your fan noise. Yeah. So it, that doesn't, that's not a big issue to me. And I know a lot of people are like, you got to get rid of that fan. It's when people are shopping, they don't want that. Right. I can tell you this, that, this is nothing compared no. to my CRT that I had above my head. <laughs> That's like an air conditioner. Dude. Yeah. That thing was like, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my God. And and I had no problem with that. You know why? Because no. the image was there. And I was so involved with that. Right. That I didn't care about that. But that thing, oh. that's three gun CRT. It was huge. It was like a house. I remember it, it took three guys to put it up. Yeah. Right. Oh, you know, one guy almost broke his hand that helped me with one of my Sony projectors that I had. And now it's this small and that's considered big. That's huge. Yeah, that's, that's, considered that's a big, big one. Yeah. yeah the, for, the, for the, the JVCs are big, but they're so impressive looking too. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, I want to say my Sony's like, what, two thirds the size of that? Yeah. And the one at the JVC I had before this was a little smaller. Yeah. A lot smaller. Yeah. You know, so. I haven't seen the lasers in person. I don't know if they're bigger or smaller than that. Well, I, I think they might be smaller because the the they're the same size as this, the JVCs. Exactly. The okay. same. It's exactly the same projector. Oh, same casing and everything. everything yeah. Yep. So I did a comparison um, between my NX9 and my cousin just picked up the NZ9. Yeah. And I can tell you that the image quality on both projectors is fantastic. But when things get when something gets completely black with this new firmware that they put out, mm -hmm. it's black, the, the laser. It's completely black. So that yeah. the black floor is really, really good. But when you're watching a movie, normal levels, you really can't tell the difference. Right. Yeah, when you're, when you're actually watching a movie, yeah. it's, yeah, but when you do a still frame or you do something right. like, oh, look how black that black level is. Okay, now play it. And right. it's like, now that's, a, like you said, the difference between that, that's an an X8 against the NZ. No, this is the NX9. That's against, the NX9. Against, against the, the NZ9. The NZ9. top of the line. The top of the, the line. Two tops. Right. Yeah. That was before the NZ9. So the lens and everything's exactly the same. Right. So the picture quality is almost identical, but the blacks are still better with the, with the laser. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's 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 got a lot of the a lot of other features. Like if you're a gamer, it has the the higher refresh rates. It does the 8K. Yeah, you know. Um, but I didn't feel the need to change over now. The only the only other thing that's good about the laser is that you don't have to worry about output change. Right, the cali right. Like we talked about earlier, yeah. the calibration is you're doing every 250. You could probably get away with like every 1500. <laughs> right on the NZ. Right <laughs> on the on the lasers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, and um, 
and I don't know if that price difference because when this one came out, it was eighteen thousand dollars, right? And the new NZ nine is twenty five. Five, yeah. You know, so I don't think that difference in price warrants that that price difference. Yeah. You know, like the the features and everything. So I was like, now nope, I'll hold off. How long wait. have you had this one? This. This one gave me a lot of problems too because I had these lines. You know, I went to, through three of these before I got a good one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, was wow. A, there was a, ba- a big issue with with this projector, but this one's been over two years now with no issues at all. And I think I've changed the bulb out twice so far. Wow. I usually think, I usually do it after two thousand or a little bit over two thousand hours. Yeah, same here. You know, same here. I'm at about eighteen hundred right now. Yeah, on mine. I just checked it the other day. I'm at like eighteen and change. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll probably change that out eh, around in a few hundred hours. I'll change that again. Yeah. Um, but that'll be my third bulb. I think third or four, third bulb. So you've got plenty of life out of that projector. So. Yeah, I've had now it. if you upgrade, you know, you got, you know, even if you don't sell the one you have and you have to keep it, at least you feel you got a lot. Oh of no, my son's keeping it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my son will keep that, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm really looking forward to like we were talking about earlier before we started recording. It's like I'm looking forward to uh, getting that jump in brightness and in contrast and stuff. Right. I mean, I'm, my Sony's how many? generations old right. i mean mine's a 295 they had the 395 yeah now they have the next generation the lasers so mm-hmm. i'm like and now i'm you know i'm looking at you know jvc's sony's and stuff and i'm gonna get a nice bump and yeah. I, i'm seeing like my image is smaller than this mm-hmm. my projectors probably the same distance away but it's smaller so I'm inter. I, that's why I want to get those scenes from you because I want to. I want to actually watch those exact scenes, and my black levels aren't as like I'm when we were watching those scenes. I'm looking not only at the at the the scene itself, mm-hmm. but the darkest blacks and seeing how they contrast with the velvet, right? right? And that's that's what you're looking for, and yeah. and that's what I'm gonna do when I go back to mine and my you know my black level is isn't as low as yours right but the contrast my contrast looks great yeah it's like but yours the other part that really helps with this is the the output of power the brightness you get because that changes your perceived black level so like and i noticed that with mine like on some of the really really dark scenes it just doesn't it it doesn't look as good because the black level doesn't look as good when Mm -hmm. it's still the same Mm -hmm. right it's i mean it's it's not any higher it's just there's nothing to contrast around it right but then if you have some you know a fairly brighter image Mm -hmm. somewhere in that dark image it makes all that black level go even blacker Blacker, because your eyes open your irises open up Mm -hmm. and you're like oh you know or close down because Mm -hmm. the light is coming in Mm -hmm. and so yeah it'll be interesting to see but it's with a smaller image it's a little bit more manageable um but yeah it'll be see i don't even know like what would that thing be like and that thing's huge i don't even know if i could have that in my theater yeah you it, can i know i could <laughs> but i'm like geez i'm like because yeah, the, the new sony's are just as big i know and it's i mean in my existing theater now it's right. just 
I was looking online and and running like we were talking about like foot Lamberts and stuff and mm-hmm. like mine right now if my my bulb is a little old so I'm probably not getting this but it's telling me that from the distance I'm doing on my size screen I'm getting about 27 foot Lamberts mm-hmm. but the the Sony that I'm looking at now 27 foot Lamberts for SDR or HDR well it's saying that's what you would need like when you go what is it on projector or central whatever mm-hmm. app where they help you with your throw distance oh, and stuff. Okay. That's what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. So they're just basically so I'm looking at like what could I possibly get? How bright can this be? Mm-hmm. And mine can only get the my 295 can only get to about 27. Okay. Probably best case scenario. And they they're trying to tell you like in a in a well lit room or a you know this is what you'd want to get. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm just looking at possible power. Right? right and what what I'll be able to work with the Sony's at thirty two mm-hmm. on my new screen, right? So right. on this screen, if I brought that Sony in, oh, it's like something like forty five, yeah, something ridiculous. Is but that, you would, you would that dial would probably that be that'll probably be in high lamp with the iris probably all the way open, right? You're getting that output, right? So yeah. in my room, you'd be dialing that way back. Oh yeah, and and so my. Like what's funny is like people are like oh you gotta get the light cannon no you don't no you no because you're not gonna use it right right especially in a light controlled room yeah. it's like so that's why it's like the actual brightness between this one like say this puts out a brighter level than the comparable Sony mm-hmm. right well you in a room like this you're dialing it back to the same yeah. anyways but the good thing about dialing it back is that. Doesn't like, have sub like subwoofers. It doesn't have to work as hard. Right, and then, and then you can keep the blacks blacker. Yes, so, right. And that that's why. And one of the things that people like, oh man, um, we go. Do you have a gain on this on your screen? Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, one point three. Oh, you went with a one point three. Okay. I went I'm with going one, a point. Oh, just a one. Yeah. I I've I've gone with one point three, um, because. From the beginning, I had 1.3. So, yeah, so you're used to that, yeah. And it's it's recommended by Joe Kane okay. to, to use 1.3 with projectors. Is it? Yeah. Are I you have, sure? Yeah, I'm positive. I don't have to ask. Yeah. Like, he made, he made I don't know if he still he still does, but he made a daylight screen. Mm-hmm. No, um, I know. Joe Kane production. And it yeah, was I almost got that. I yeah. uh, Jim wanted to get me one for my room, and I ended up going with the Stewart. Mm-hmm. But Jim was like, you, in this room, completely light controlled room, you could do a lower gain. They, he wanted a one one screen, and mm-hmm. but the daylight was a one. Yeah, it was a day. And but that's why I'm wondering, like, a lot of times when you go to a one three, mm-hmm. it's because you're gonna run with lights on. You're gonna run. You're gonna have content with lights on. Yeah, but there's even and it's better. High, even higher gain. Oh, I know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anything above three is considered a high gain screen, yeah. Yeah. and these are one three is okay yeah. because the more you like a one 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 two one three, you're not you're minimizing at one zero oh is is supposed to be pitch perfect. Like yeah. you're not getting any hot, you won't get any hot spotting de- decolorization mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Every step above that, you run that risk of altering. You know, from hot spotting, but with Stewart's, that's where you get that's the money on the Stewart's. Right. That's why a one-three Stewart you is, is pretty uniform all, all the way, way through. through. You don't have to worry about right. that. Whatever they make the material out of, mm-hmm. you know exactly. Yeah. So, 
in like even like when I bought my one O, it's the uh Studio Tech one hundred. Mm-hmm. I had a Studio Tech at one point. And um I think it was a one hundred when I initially got my CRT. Yeah. You know? And then he told me for your CRT get the one point three. Mm. Oh, okay. so give it a little more. Give it a boost. Yeah. Yeah. Give yeah. So but when I remember buying mine and uh, looking it up online after Jim's like, this is the one you want. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and he, he got it for me. I got it through a dealer in mass that he knew. So, um, but it was every way you read about it. It was a warning. Only use this in a light controlled room. You right. have to have complete light control for this. Every review you read of it, it's a great screen, but you have to have complete light control. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where I think more people will tell you, and probably that's why Joe Kane is like at a 130, 1. 1.3, mm-hmm. you're, you have more options above and below. Right. Right. Exactly, so yeah. when, with lighting in the room, mm-hmm. so it, it gives you, but if you know you're in a dedicated room, yeah, there's nothing with the wrong with going to one. Yeah. And that, that's what I'm going to, because I thought of going to a 1.3 and um, a 1.3. And then I was like, you know, and I do this probably every year or so. I'll look. It'll be good for you because the one point three will give you a little bit more gain because you're going further back with your projector, so it'll give you a little more gain. You know, I, see, I was thinking that, but I know it's still a Stewart, but I'm still like, uh, but like you, mm-hmm. you had a one three, and you were. I'm like, I, I feel like if I did, I'd be like, why? What is there anything off here? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well. What I'll happened was with my with my cousin when he bought the NC9, mm-hmm. he ordered a 1.3, but they send them the the, the 1.0. O. Yeah, and he had it up and it looked fantastic. Yeah, there was no problem with it. But when he finally got the 1.3, he he gained a little bit on output. Oh yeah, you do. I yeah. mean, that's the idea. You're amplifying the image. Right. You're amplifying the reflection. Yeah. Um, but and I, it and it looked just as good. So, but see, but here here's the interesting part though. Mm-hmm. You're amplifying, you know, rising tides raises all boat, right? You know, raises all boats. Mm-hmm. You're also raising your black level. But the JVC's blacks are so good. I know, but if, I, but that's the thing. And but now, if I go with a Sony, where the where it's not, you got a you got a JVC with a one three. I got a if I get a Sony, I go with a Sony and a one zero. What are we talking here? Right, yeah. right. And yeah. it's like, but but even with the JVCs, it's like you're you're gonna raise those black levels. Regardless, the one three gives you a, a higher black level, right. you know. But a one zero, imagine how deep your black levels could be if you were at a one zero. But you it's know, not it, that much. It's not that much of a difference. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I know. I, I wouldn't think about it so much. If you want a one point zero screen, you're good. Right. Yeah. 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 Get no, it. No, that's. But that's what I mean. Like I like one zero because that's what I've had. That's what it was. And you like the well, one three because I, that's what you've had. And I got right? used to it. And right. again, you know, I've never seen a problem with it. So yeah. But when he had his 1.0, for the, uh, a small amount of time that he had it before they send him the correct one, he was fine with it too. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Oh, and again, you know, it's a little bit of a difference here. Yeah. And it's like you literally, I mean, you wouldn't even, if they never told him, he would have never, never known. known right. He would have never known. Exactly. Because the other thing is, with these projectors, you can, when he put the 1.3, he had to dial his projector back. No, with the one three. If he didn't, then yeah, he is going to get a brighter image. Yeah, it was brighter, which is what he wanted. Because, but he was wanted, he at max output on the NZ nine? No, but he was able to get higher output and drop the 
the the um, the aperture, you know, to get better blacks. So he lowered. Well, he had to. Right. Yeah, he had to close the aperture to get but the better it, it blacks on the it one wasn't, three. It wasn't like it wasn't like a a big difference. It was like a few foot Lamberts, like two. Right. You oh know? yeah. Yeah. It's it's you know. Yeah. It's like a two foot Lambert difference between the, the screens. Yeah. So it is, it's funny. It's like, yeah. I got a brighter image, but I got to close my aperture because now my black level is like, it, yeah. it's a balance. Yeah. Act. It's a balancing act. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, you tell people that you have a steward. They go, why are you buying a steward? Why don't you buy an elite screen, DJ? And yeah. Right? And my wife said the same. She didn't say the same thing. She wants me to get a steward because she knows. And I, I explained it to her a while ago. Spent when we bought. Why don't you get a silver ticket? There you go. I know. Get a silver ticket. You don't need a steward. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I think I told you this already. But when I bought my steward the first time, um, it was it, they're super expensive. They're for screens. They're the most yeah. expensive, right? Screens, yeah. I don't know if there's if there's a more expensive one. I don't know. Right. But that was a big. Pr- it, at the time I bought mine, my yeah. screen cost more than the projector. Yeah, because my I couldn't afford the neck the 4Ks at the time. This and I bought my screen. Oh God, probably I've had my projector four years. I bought that in nineteen, and so I probably had it like three years before that. So wow. I've had my screen for like seven years, and the projector I was running at the time I think was either the Panasonic or the Vivitech, and it was even probably around. I paid slightly over two grand. Mm-hmm. my screen i paid 3500 at the wow. time and I, my wife's like are you sure and i was like yes i said because it was the only piece of equipment and i still to this day i think it's the only piece of equipment that i can own and know there is no better in my mind you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's always a bit. I mean, yeah. you get, if your cousin with the NZ9, we know there's better projectors. Right. You know, it's a different level, but there are better projectors. Right. There are better this and better that. And it, yeah. for me, it was that one piece of equipment in my room mm-hmm. that, yeah, is, is there a cheaper version of a Stuart, like any of the ones you listed? Right. Am I ever going to notice a difference? No. But in my head, I know I'm like, okay, check this off the box. I'm good. good. I know, and and it's all just for me. It, this is all just for us, right? right, right. This is your room. This right. is all just for you. Right. So my wife's that way. She's like, if you know that, and it's like, I it, I have no doubts in my mind. Same reason what I did with my subwoofers. I'm like, they're too big, but I knew I wanted to get under 20 uh, hertz. Right. And these would go, I could have got away with the 1000s. I would have the exact same experience I'm having. Right. But I just wanted to know that I can get to 15 right. in my room right. and be like, I don't know if I can hear it. I don't know anything about it. But I know if it if I needed it, it's there. Yeah. And yeah. so it, it takes that doubt out of your mind. And that's that's how I feel about the Stuart. And right. it's, if I ever compromised on that, I'd be like, mm, yeah, could exactly. it be better? Why? Why? Because right. now I don't have to worry about it. Right. But if you talk to you know most people, they're like, "Hey, it's just a name. That's all it is." That's fine. You yeah. Know? But yeah. I like it. Right. Right. It's yeah. I like it, yeah. and that's what I want. And it's like, and I understand the costs. I understand that I could save money. It's like that's what I want. I'll tell you a story. Right. 
uh, when I got the steward, it's I wanted to I wanted the screen that they use in the movie theaters. What do they use? Daylight. And some places use daylight. Some people use steward. Yeah. And I said I want a steward. Okay. Those speakers in the back. I went to a movie theater. They were JBLs, um, surround speakers called JBL eighty three thirties. I said they're using them in the movie theaters. They have to be great. Yep. I bought those things. You know, put them in the surrounds, and they were huge. Yeah. They sounded terrible. <laughs> I gave them away, you know? So, you know. Some, it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's, my it's, first screen in my room was a daylight. Yeah. And, I want a, and it was a daylight, acoustically transparent screen. It had, it had the perf, oh. micro perf. So it had the little holes in it. I wanted that. Because that's what you, when you go up to the screen at a movie theater, you see it like that. Yeah. You see the little holes yeah. in it, right? Yeah. And I always, I wanted that. So I had, I had my center channel dead center in the screen. Mm-hmm. I had my, my left and right were right at the edge of the screen. Wow. And everything was right behind it in the, in the media closet. So I had a little cutout in the wall with the speaker on a shelf behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. But as as it aged, mm-hmm. as technology advanced, Jim was like, "You've got to get a a, a regular screen. screen yeah. You've got to get rid of this." He's like, "Once you go to 1080, at the time I was running 720, and he goes, "When you go to 1080, you'll want a a full screen, oh, like okay. a regular screen, because now you're going to get into the you'll those perforations yeah. will affect your image, the image, yeah. right?" And I was like, "Okay." And he goes, and especially when you get a brighter uh, projector. Yeah, you'll lose the resolution because yep. you're you're losing. And it's yeah. like and you're shooting it through the screen. Right. You're 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 losing your image. So I was yeah. like, okay. So that's when I, w- I had to redesign my room. I had to uh, like redesign the sidewall because when I originally designed the room, uh my door was a little bit more forward than is in my room. It's a little more forward than this. And it opened into the room. Oh, okay. You know why? When I designed, I wanted my walls flush. Ah. And see how you have like where your door is right here. Oh, I see what you're saying. There's a cavity. I wanted flush all the way down. So there was, it was like wall. Like that door. Yeah. Yeah. That one's flushed. Exactly. The back door. So that's how I had it. But when it opened, it opened this way into the it opened towards the front of the room so my which was fine because it didn't block anything it didn't block the screen which means it didn't block the speakers right okay when i went to the screen that i have now my speakers are now to the left and right of the screen that door would block it so if i'm hosting people for a sporting event and i leave the door open that left channel is getting blocked Right. So I had to take the door out, turn it, get a new door, flip it around, and have it open the, <laughs> so other, the other way. Side, yeah. Now I have that little cavity, which yeah. is fine. That's cool. But that's I when I designed the room the first time, I wanted everything. I wanted a perfectly symmetrical flush room, right, for for sound because I didn't want anything bouncing funny and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And if you look in my room now, you'll see like I have the room treatments on the side in that diamond pattern, mm-hmm. and where the door is, there's nothing on the door anymore. But it oh. used to be when it came straight down, just like your room treatments on your back doors, I had the same pattern. It went perfectly right through the door. Oh, okay. so when you say, yeah, it worked. Yeah, good. But when I when I upgraded my screen, I had to redo the door. I had to redo everything. And yeah. it's. But I remember you've had acoustically transparent, right? 
Never. Never? Mm-mm. Okay. So I was going to ask if you experienced this. I've had issues where you're watching a movie and all of a sudden you'll get a flicker because the light's going through the screen, bouncing off. Whatever. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So like my, um, my NHTs are high gloss oh, black, okay. but they're high gloss <laughs> black. And just certain scenes, it'll just get through that little and it'll come back at oh, you. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And you're like, oh, no. And so I'd have to go back. I'd put like black hockey tape on the front of my stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they have it now where you oh, we will put a black filter on the backs of the screen. These, And I'm just like, it, people. Problematic, people, huh? Yeah. It, I got to imagine <clears throat> it's problematic for sound. And I mean, they've gotten better with it, I guess, with the materials now. So I yeah. think um, I think it's not as bad. But yeah, I've never had um, perforated a uh, uh, screen. But um, that reflection would hit you right back in the eye, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, you'd just be sitting there like, "What the? Uh, hey, oh, all right." And it'd be you back it up, and it would just be just the way the light came out, and right. it just hit only on that scene and it was like something just came through perfect mm-hmm. and it would come back at you and i'd be like oh so you know it's very rare yeah, yeah but it does happen but it does show you light is getting through it yeah um but then when i went to i mean it's you know it, it, one way or the other it's a compromise yeah you yeah. put you put in an acoustically transparent screen you're compromised to me you're compromising your image and you're compromising your sound yeah. coming back the other way in my opinion yeah but well, if you you know if you have to do it then you, yeah, have, you have to, to do, do it, it yeah right you yeah. have no choice yeah um i know with my new screen the big with the larger screen my center channel is going to be lower Low, right but that's a compromise right you know and a lot of people don't like that they don't want that they feel like i can hear the that center channel that voice isn't going to be on the screen right and to me it is right and it's like you know yeah. even here i felt the same thing it sounded great yeah you know yeah. um yeah, it's it's um it's funny. The only thing that that affected me like that when I was watching a movie was when I tried DLP projectors with the color wheel. Oh yeah. And once once you see that color wheel effect, you'll always see it. Yeah. So, so the, I had I had a projector with DLP that that had to go right away. Yeah. Supposedly the higher end ones though are that's the way to go. Like no, the, only if you buy um. The, the higher chipset, the three chip DLPs. Yep. Yeah. Thus, you won't see color wheel. No. But the single chip, you're always going to see color wheel. Right. That's why I ended up getting um, a Sony, which was the same technology, the DILS technology yeah. as the JVC. Exactly. You know? But for the actual best image is, like you said, the three, the t- the sharp, three chip really color sharp. wheel. Oh, yeah. Really that's sharp. But that's when you're getting into the Christie's, the barcodes, yeah. and, and you're talking 30 plus thousand. Yeah. 40,000 upwards, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is kind of funny how they have like the Sony with this technology. It's like 80 grand. Right. And I'm like, why would you pay that when you would get, I think you would get the Christie or a Barco. Why would you get the, the Christie's Sony? and the Barcos, those, those projectors, um, they're more for like uh, commercial theaters, you know, cause they, they can get super bright. Yeah, you know, um, and if you have a really big, big screen, I guess it would make sense to go for one of those. But I think between the Sony's and the JVCs for our home theaters, it's more than enough. Oh, yeah, you know, way more. Anything, uh, anything else is just well. I you mean, know. just like you said, silver ticket is great, more yeah. than enough. 
Stuart is way more than enough. Right. But it's just, it's our own, just what we want. Right, right, right. <laughs> Anything over and above is yeah. just what we want, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, Good stuff, right? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome stuff. We got to get back here. Like I said before, we got to do an HT tours. <laughs> we got to get, it's, yeah. I mean, I got to get a, we're going to, well, we'll take some pictures before I take off. They'll, they'll be actually as, as we're saying this, if you're yeah. listening, go to the website and you'll see the pictures that we did take. Um, it's, and I've seen pictures of this. You've sent me, you sent me the pictures while you were building. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's, yeah. How long did I didn't even ask you this? How long did this take you? I got a great guy. I mean, most of the room was here already, right? So yeah. I only had to I only had to build out that one back section where the door is. Yeah, and about half of a wall here. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really great. I got a good contractor. He did it like within a few weeks. Okay, you know. But then the painting and everything else took a little time. Did you do all that? I didn't do the painting either. Oh no, I stopped. I was like, you do it, man. Nice. <laughs> you know, and he was really reasonable in his price. I did all the paneling. Like, I put up all the paneling. Yeah. I did all my speak. You know, I installed all my speakers. I installed the screen, the projector I installed. Anything with the electronics, I did. The electricians came and did the electrical work. Okay. Um, They ran the conduit for me for all the wiring into the uh, into the audio rack. But I did the speaker run. Like yep. I didn't want to. I didn't want these. The speaker that I have here, you see the the yep. the, the speaker one that I ran to myself. Yep. I ran all of that myself. So a lot of it I did. But Are those SVS speaker wires? No. Oh, they look no. like it. They the braided. Yeah, they're um. Uh, they're blue. Yeah, they're uh, they're Audio Quest, but um, like OM, like yeah. they use Audio Quest wiring but they're cheaper because it's sold through um audio advisors oh okay you know so it's like their version of it yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah it looks nice yeah oh yeah the wiring you know but up here on the surrounds and everything it's just regular like 14 gauge yeah, wiring, yeah. you know so from the time you moved how many months were you without a theater <laughs> Three months, four months. Yeah. That's what you got to look forward to. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> no, but I'll because tell you why. I'm but... hoping to be I'm hoping to move in and it's done because I'm building it as I'm building the house. I'll tell you why. Because every time you think you're done. Oh, we're never done. <laughs> something else is gonna pop are you up. Done, are you done in here? No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would still like to put another set of seats in the back. Yeah. Um, Equipment wise, yeah, I think I'm pretty pretty much done. Yeah, but you know this hobby, it's we're never done. You know, we're just not because there's always going to be something new and something shiny that we want to get. You know, so it's like you're never really done. You know, no, no, and that's but that's what I mean. It's like so for my house, I'm hoping my wife wants me to be done. My yeah. wife's like, I'm. She wants me. As the house is being built and we have people doing the upstairs, once the foundation goes in, we frame the house. And oops, you dropped your uh, phone and your iPad. Um, Once we do that, I can actually, you know, I'll be framing. I'll I'll help. I'm going to help frame the house. My brother-in-law will do that. But then there's a time period where the electricians have to come in and the plumbers have to come in. You have to wait on them. 
Right. Before you do anything else upstairs. Yep. But my basement, I can actually, once I get the basement floor done, that's, fin- you know, once you pour that, I can start doing anything I want downstairs, mm-hmm. right? Start building, framing out and stuff like that. So I'm hoping where I'm doing the work, it's like, and I said to my wife, I'm like, look, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to, ex- you know, put time into the basement at the expense of finishing the upstairs because my parents want to get in there. We want to get out of our house, you know. So I don't think I'll be done when I move in, but I'll be pretty close. Close. So I I, I would say I'm hoping that when I move in, it'll be a month at most because Mm -hmm. I move pretty quick too. But what about like when you have to wait for the city to do their inspections and all that, like – I'm still living in my house. I have my theater in my house. Mm -hmm. So by the time I move in, when I get occupancy, Mm -hmm. my theater might not be done done. Mm -hmm. But once I move in, that'll be when I have no theater in my house from right then. Because up until then, I'm in my house that I'm in now with the theater, Mm -hmm. right? So I move in and it'll be like, okay, let's get this set up. And like to your point, like you said, I, I could just get the one row get mm-hmm. something set up, even if it's just an old couch, right? But get the room going mm-hmm. and then you start upgrading, get the theater chairs in, you know, whatever it takes time to get in. Yeah. It's all, it's a lot of fun too, the whole process. I remember taping, it up, is. taping up the wall with my screen Screen's size to go, make sure yep. all that. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, what took a little long for me was getting the inspections done. In here? The city. They had to come in here and do that? Yeah, yeah. they have to inspect the electrical... See, I'm hoping that's all going to be done while we're building the house. Mm-hmm. So once I get occupancy, that's why I want to have, like, if I can get those walls framed downstairs, I can have the electrician come in, wire that up. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the other way, like, you can do it after the fact, but then you have to have them come in, like you said. But if if while we're building, it's all part of the inspection. Yeah. So then when, once I'm in, everything's done. Yeah. You know, because once they run the wiring, I can run speaker wire. Right. I don't need that inspected. Right. I need my outlets, everything like that. Yeah, inspected. all the electrical, so, yeah. Yeah, it's so. funny because over here, they're really strict about that. And yeah. they actually came back a few times, you know. Oh, they, really? they They looked at where the placement was of the electrical. Then once the electricals actually they ran the holes for the wiring, they came to look at that. And then finally, in the end, once everything was, all the sheetrock was up, they came to look at the outlets as well. So Right. Yeah. Very strict. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know. So I'll be going through that for a whole entire house. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's another thing that this house was already done. It's just a basement that I had to get done. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, like by the time I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. And now it's just a matter of setting the room up, the final touches and everything. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, because my wife, once we get in, my wife's like, I want you to be able to just sit down and like this and just right. relax, just enjoy. You it. think this will be your last one, or do you think you'll you'll see another home in the future? No. No. no, I'm the way we're building. I don't. I thought the one I'm in now was my last home. Okay, and it would just we. I mean, all our neighbors are shocked we're moving. How many years have you been there? Twenty. Oh, twenty-two now. Wow, twenty-two. We were in. I lived in my with my parents. Moved out with when I got married. Lived there for oh, three so eight years. 
Wow. 93 to 01, we lived in the same apartment. Wow. And then the house we're in now. And oh. then we're building the new one. And we were, it's, that's it. Yeah. It's like, we're done. We're like, we're bringing my parents in. Mm-hmm. So we have the in-law. So we can either bring, you know, when we get older, we move over there. There you go. <laughs> and bring in somebody like yeah. my son or my daughter and they, they can move into the big side right, or something right. like that, yeah. whatever. But yeah, I don't plan on going anywhere ever right. again. It's yeah. like, I don't like to move. I love, I, I love the house I'm in now, but it works out for the entire family that right. we're doing what we're doing. So I, 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 when I first, you know, got my first house, I said, okay, this is going to be my last house. I ended up. Three homes, three homes, and out of three homes, this is the first one that I didn't build. The other three were built. Yeah, I lived upstate New York, went to Jersey, then I bought a house in Jersey. Then that house, my mother-in-law was living with me, um, and the bedrooms were upstairs, so we had to get something with the bedrooms downstairs. Yeah. So we had to move again, you know that whole thing, and then finally here to Connecticut because we wanted to be closer to the grandson. Yeah, you know so. Do you I see think, yourself moving again? I think again? this is it. I think, you think this, this is, is it? it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd never say never, but I'm yeah. thinking this is it now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'd never say never, but I I mean, like I said, I didn't plan on moving from the house I'm in now, exactly. so I'll never say never. Right. But the way we're designing this, it's single floor living for both of us, both sides. Um, there's, an, I, I really don't want to move. I, I mean. Yeah, up, it's a pain to move to. Yeah. You know, yeah. hacking and all that. Oh. So did you have a theater in every single house that you had? Yeah. 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 Um that's what inhibits me from yeah. wanting to move. I had a I had a, a somewhat of a home theater even when I lived in an apartment. Same here, yeah. You know, so Yeah. Um Yeah. I, with laser disc, when I had laser disc and Yeah. And VHS tape, it was a small little home theater in the apartment with a 25-inch TV. Yeah. Enormous, yeah. huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a, uh, when we first got married at 25 and we saved up our money and I got the 32 Sony, 32 inch Sony Trinitron. Oh, my. And it was like, woo, yeah. this is living. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I didn't want to get away from Sony because I always had Sony. Yeah. Because Sony was the one and only. Right. 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 That's the yeah. whole thing. Sony's no baloney, remember? Right. Yep. So you always get a Sony, right? Because Sony always. Sony TVs these... lasted. They mm-hmm. had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I really wanted a Sony projector. Yep. You know, so it was difficult for me to go to a JVC. That's funny. But the JVC, there was a, a, a home theater cruise that I went. It was a home theater cruise from the ABS Forum. Oh, okay. That we went to, my wife and I. Yeah, you told me. And they had the first JVC RS1. Yep. They showed it at that home. And that's when I got hooked to the JVC. You know? Yeah. So. See, I'm the, no, everybody, and you know this, everybody thinks I'm a Sony guy, and I'm not. This is just my Sony. You've had many, and you went to a JVC. This is my first Sony projector. I'm just at what can give me the best quality yeah and right now i listened to jim and what are you and he told me when i bought this one he's like get this one yeah okay that's what i did and it happened to be a sony right right and i've told you before i'm like i wanted the jvc back then and he's like no this one does better i don't want to get into all that but that's the one he said yeah i'm like all right and i'm not i'm not disappointed it's so it's so funny because i had an isf calibrator um that i used to use his name was his name is I, I could say his name. His name is Kevin Miller. 
yeah, in yeah. New York, right? Oh, I know who he is. Yeah. And uh, Jim knows him too. Yeah. Yeah. And he tried to adjust my Sony and he could never get the color points right. Really? And he told me, get this, get rid of this thing. How <laughs> how long ago was that though? That, that was, was a few generations ago. I'll tell ago. you, it was called the Sony Pearl. Okay. Yeah. The Sony uh, Pearl. Yeah. Remember a while that? ago. Yep. It was white. Yeah. That I know. Projector. And I was coming from <laughs> CRT. Yeah. Well, and, still an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> and and let me tell you, so back in the day when when calibrators had to do CRT projectors, oh. that was a that was a lot of work. Yeah, you know, because you're talking about three lens, you got to converge. It used to take a couple days, days, hours. Yeah, hours. There was no adjustment to color points. It was just the grayscale they had to do. Right, because the color is, is what you get. Right, the color was the color. It was no changing in in the color. But man, those. Those CRT projectors, they really had good pictures too. I watched Jim get my color points, and they're pretty close to dead on. Well, I that's mean, a when difference. You zoom in on it, and you can see on those the triangle, yeah. and you're like, yeah. And you see, you know, you see what it looked like before, yeah. where the color points were, and then after he dials it in, and it's like, it is painstaking though, yeah. because you move one and it moves the other, yeah, yeah, because they're all adjusted, yeah, yeah. right? But you're talking about that was a way down the line oh yeah from the yeah. pearl you know the pearl was like yeah. one of their first ones but what was funny is i've watched them do all of my projectors and every iteration is closer and closer to accurate yeah right Even now like most out of the box yeah 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 most uh, oh yeah they out blow. of the box you're fine yeah my most vivitech are. when you bought that it was like watch this because they would they were junk out of the box yeah and they said it's like it, these are great projectors if you can get it professionally calibrated mm -hmm. and i had never heard of them again jim's like buy this one we can i can get you one for decent price at the time it was like four years old mm -hmm. so it was a, an older older edition and uh so it was fairly cheap um compared to what it was brand new mm -hmm. and he goes don't worry about what you're going to read online once i calibrate it this is what and he actually brought me to somebody's house to look at it and i watched some scenes um one of the scenes i watched was the um avengers mm -hmm. uh scene when they're on the um the cliff when uh thor and loki mm -hmm. are on the cliff and seeing that i was like oh wow this looks fantastic um and he's like, yeah, this is the projector I want for you. So I was like, okay, so I bought that. But it's the color points on that. When he brought it up, he goes, watch how far off these things are. Mm -hmm. And he goes, and now watch. That was a big difference. Right, right. And then you knew it's like everything I watched after yeah. that was like, holy. Because I had it for probably two or three weeks before he got out right, there. Right. And I thought that looked good. Right, right. And then he dials it in. and But you're right. Everything now, the color, you know, is pretty close out of the box. Yeah. And then when he calibrates it, I'm like, yeah, it's just not the same as when you mm -hmm. did the Vivitech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like um I had the pine the the Pioneer Curo plasma and I calibrated that and that calibration held throughout the lifetime of that of that monitor. Yeah. It doesn't change. The OLEDs I have upstairs, I have the LG OLED, the 65, the C1. There's a filmmaker mode on there. Yeah. Looks great. Yeah. Yeah, just in filmmaker mode, no, no calibration needed. That's what it's, yeah, but that's what it's meant for. It's the yeah, yeah it's supposed yeah. to be for the. It's fine. I mean, your black if you want to, if you want to, yeah. I guess if you want to really get get to the nitty gritty of it and and really get an accurate picture, if that was my only source to watch. I would probably get it calibrated. Yeah, but for you know TV viewing, that's it's it's fine right out of the box. Yep, you know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So.
That's great. Yeah, it's been a, a long night. What what time is it now? It is. <laughs> oh, it's wow. It's eight o'clock right now. But wow. we've been going for two hours. Oh my goodness! Sitting here, so <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap this up here. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for inviting me into your home. Oh, we're not it's, finished yet. We're gonna watch a little bit of that Harry Potter that you. Yes. Problems yeah, with. we'll watch a couple more scenes. <laughs> but uh, sure. we'll wrap up and. Um, Everybody, thank you for listening. If, thank you for, well, not watching, but thank you for listening. John and Steve and I will be back on Friday. Uh, until then, go push play. Hey, Fred. This has been a Hey, Fred production with theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.